What is up, you guys? You are tuning in to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Prestano, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, teacher, wife, dog mom to two, and mommy to be. Wow, that's weird to say. After too many years of playing it cool and trying to live up to society's standards, I decided it was time to share my voice. I hope that this is a place you will come to share your journey and to feel supported on your way. We'll talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, and just some good old girl chat. Thanks for coming along. Let's get going. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Health Without Limits podcast. Today, I have Deanna and Joy on, and they are from Sculpt Daily. That's where you can find them on Instagram. They are certified in pre- and postnatal fitness, and they specialize in nutrition as well. So I'm really excited to have them on to talk about all things health and pregnancy and prenatal and postnatal. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit more, but thank you guys so much for coming on today. Yes, thank you so much, Caroline. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're very excited to be here. Well, why don't I hand it over to you guys and, um, you know, have you guys introduce yourselves a little bit and talk about how you got into the field of health, but specifically the pre and postnatal field. Yeah, so I'll start first. Um, my name's Joy. Um, so I got into health and fitness. Really, health and fitness has always been a passion of mine. Um, but after college um, and right before I actually got married, um, I really got into taking bar classes. And I actually became a certified bar instructor. Um, and so that's where really my um, passion for health and fitness kind of just took off. Um, I really enjoyed it. I've actually been a certified bar instructor for over six years now. Um, it's something that I'm still actively doing. I actually got done teaching a couple classes um, before the podcast this morning. <laughs> um, but then it was through um, really being a mom and then also working with a lot of moms um, through bar where I really found my passion for working with pre, um, pre and postpartum women. Um, so really from there, I was able to learn a lot, um, during my education and instructing bar and then even more so through, um, the core corrective exercises course, um, that we did. Um, so it's been really cool to just be able to see that and continue to evolve and learn. I feel like I'm constantly learning and being able to even take some of the things that I've learned into my own, you know, into my own health and fitness. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, and then being able to, especially for myself, I have two young girls and I have a lot of friends who are in the same place where I am at now. Um, so it's been great to kind of just chat with them, talk to them where they're at and their, um, in their journey and uh, just kind of grow from there. And I'm Deanna. I, um, so my, I guess, journey was a little bit different. I worked in the corporate world for a while, and but I've always had a big, you know, health and fitness passion. I was that overweight teen that it took a little while to figure out, like, oh, I do need to actually eat right. And that does make a difference. And I think I just had no idea. I thought I could work off all any kind of food intake with exercise for the longest time and so it wasn't until I think I started to learn about nutrition and then it was kind of like that whole circle came together um and that was probably I would say right out of college is when I kind of got um more into a well-rounded and a well 
balanced um, fitness routine myself. And then I just kind of started learning on my own and I would just kind of consume everything I could find. I was like the biggest Jillian Michaels fan there ever was. And <laughs> so I was just, you know, it was all just, you know, I had a separate job. It wasn't my job, but it was just kind of consuming knowledge. And then that passion just kept growing. Um, I had my daughter and I was so, um, I was just so motivated to, I was not going to be that mom that just like let her health go. And I just was so motivated to come back from pregnancy. And so again, I just kind of consumed like everything on um, postpartum fitness, on fitness throughout pregnancy that I could get my hands on. Like all my friends who had babies, I'd give this like stack of books to, and they all like looked at me like I was some crazy person. <laughs> um, so really my passion started there and I just really felt, especially in that postpartum period, I really felt like there wasn't much information. Like I remember I read a book by Julie Tupler um, called How to Lose Your Mummy Tummy, and I like loved that. That really resonated with me. Um, and but it, it was like nothing that I actually got from my doctor. It was like, you know, you you hit your six week appointment, and then it was kind of like, well, see you later, and you're kind of left on your own. Um, so I really started to dig in, and then it really wasn't until, gosh, after I had my third son um, that I was you know, really serious about making health and fitness. It was much more of a, a, a passion. I wanted it to make, to be my career at that point. So I went and I got my um, personal training certification. And then I found a um, doctor of physical therapy. Her name is um, Sarah Duval, And she is the one who we took our um, pre and postnatal um, core collective exercise course from and just learned so much. She is amazing, um, her course is amazing, and just really learned like how many things I did wrong, how much lack of information there is out there for moms. Um, and so I think we just really got passionate about like, gosh, these moms are just like, it, so much is on the baby, and is your baby eating, and how's your baby sleeping? And there's just not, like moms are kind of left hanging, especially in the US. I think. Other countries might be a little bit more ahead than where we are as far as moms and postpartum care. Um, so did that, did the nutrition piece as well, and then since then have just been working on building our business to focus on moms. Like we want to bring a um, solution that takes moms from pregnancy through postpartum healing, through being back to where you were and beyond. So we just really want to um, give a full solution that moms can do from from home and to you know with kids running around in the background because that's what we've had to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's realistic, you know, and I think that's what makes you guys relatable is you're not just you know out there preaching. You're you're doing it, and and you have the whole busy schedule too, and you have other responsibilities. But I liked how you talked about that there is such a focus on the baby all throughout pregnancy and after. And then there's this lack of information around, well, what do I do for my health now? How do I get myself back to feeling like myself? I know that before I got pregnant, I had it in my head that I would feel so fragile when I was pregnant. I would feel like I couldn't do anything. And just through educating myself throughout pregnancy, I realized I can actually still do a lot of things. It's just yeah. Some things look a little bit different, but, you know, I think that there's 
not a lot of people know that if you don't go out and educate yourself on it. Luckily, there are people like you out there now and it's building and growing more, but there just needs to be so much more awareness around the mom and what she can do for herself and that she's not broken and she's not fragile. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you talked about that, you know, you guys are pre and postnatal certified. What, and when you're developing your workouts and you do, you talked about the core corrective um, that you work on as well, you know, what are you putting into those workouts that are beneficial for moms during that pregnancy stage and then postpartum as well? Yeah, so I would say the biggest thing is meeting the mom wherever they're at. So I think for um, prenatal, really, again, we want you to make sure that it, whatever you're doing feels good in your body. Um, if you weren't lifting heavy weights before you got pregnant, we wouldn't recommend starting now. <laughs> Not a good time. Um, but really, you can do a lot of the things prenatal that you could do before. You're going to find a few modifications in regards to um, core exercises or maybe plyometric exercises. But really in the regards to strength training and exercising, it's really important that you're still moving your body. And that's what we, it's key for us that we um, really just continue on that. Um, If you haven't been, you know, really big on exercising, uh, where we meet you at is, again, that's right where you're at. So we're going to focus more on moving your body, low impact, um, not getting you too heavy weights, but also focusing on strength training, getting your body ready for um, what's to come, right? That delivery of the baby. So I think um, I read um, in a book one time that you are not going to go out and run a marathon tomorrow without training, right? So you have to think of labor and delivery is that you're preparing your body for a major life event. Um, So it's going to be focusing on strengthening your abdominals, your inner thighs, your pushing muscles. Um, So really for prenatal, it's focusing on that as well as taking time again for the mom. Like Deanna said, um, a lot throughout pregnancy is focused on the baby, but your time to be able to work out is focusing on time for you. A lot of the time, it's more mental than it is physical even sometimes. So making sure that we're focusing on that mental piece is huge. And then for the nutritional aspect, it's making sure that you're fueling your body properly in a way that's going to be healthy for you and your baby. Um, And then lastly, really for prenatal is focusing on prevention too. So with working, um, with uh, working out and exercising, a lot of the exercises that we're going to be giving to moms is going to be, Um, exercises that's going to help prevent diastasis, um, it's going to be helping strengthening your pelvic floor and things like that too. Yeah, I think if you, you know, for some of these moms who maybe take pregnancy off and, you know, you're not feeling great and that can be a long stretch of not connecting to those core muscles and to those pelvic floor or or really any muscles in general. (laughs) And that's, I think, when it's so hard and you feel like you're really have this big mountain to climb and we're not 
to say like, you know, we want to push pregnant women and do all this. Like, of course, we, you know, we want to meet you where you're at. So it's different if you're talking to somebody who is working out five days a week before they're pregnant and then they want, they maybe cut it down a little bit. Then maybe somebody who didn't work out at all. And then like Joy was saying, we, you know, we want to kind of meet them more in that low impact zone. They'll, we would probably recommend a ton of walking, mm -hmm. um, a ton of, yeah, again, just kind of connecting to those core muscles so that you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to engage my core anymore. Or what the heck, how do I even feel my pelvic floor? Um, so a lot of it is just kind of keeping that mind body connection since your, your body is changing so much. Um, and in so many instances, Joy and I were talking about this yesterday, especially if you have a mom that, you know, stayed fit, stayed healthy, um, through before pregnancy and through pregnancy, there is a high, well, it's not even a high likelihood. It is. She will be more fit mm -hmm. nine months pregnant than the week after she has her baby, <laughs> which I think moms think <laughs> opposite. Like I had that baby and now I'm like going to get stronger, but like so many things happened in that moment of giving birth. So your muscles were stretched in pregnancy. Your baby is actually supporting your core <laughs> to an extent, you know, it's providing that pressure. It's balancing you out, so to speak. And then that pressure is gone. And all of a sudden it's up to you to manage that pressure. Um, so there's so many things that go into like retraining breathing and posture and all these things that you, I mean, yes, you do have to worry about that in pregnancy, but it just becomes very different in that um, postpartum period. So I think that's a challenge too, is kind of setting women up for that mental game of, I feel, you know, I'm nine months pregnant and I feel great. And in a week after I have that baby, I might not, and that's okay. And like, it's, it's just going to take time and that is okay. And that's how it should be. And so. oftentimes I'd say, Deanna and I say this all the time, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should be doing it. Um, and I think, I wish, I honestly wish somebody would have told me that. Um, I think that when, you know, there was, after both of my girls, I think that I was doing things one week postpartum that I should, now looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? I don't know why, but you know, it's because we have this mindset and I think especially in in the U.S. that at the moment we have our baby, we got to get, we, we need to get our, our, get our body back. back. Yeah. We got to get back to where we were. And that's not what the focus should be. The focus needs to be in Deanna and I were talking about this yesterday was the focus needs to be, am I being healthy for my body? Am I creating healthy habits for me? And in turn, you will see those changes physically, but it's more about what are you taking in? What's your nutritional intake? What are you doing for your body that's gonna help set up healthy habits mm -hmm. and really create a strong foundation for the long run? Because believe it or not, you might not see side effects, you know, a couple weeks postpartum, a couple months postpartum, but if you're pushing your body too early, you're gonna see those side effects maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe even a couple of years. Yeah, I think longer. I actually read somewhere that a lot of women, especially with pelvic floor issues, I mean, and not to take it away from women who experience them right away, um, but I read, I believe it's around the five-year mark that a lot of times women will start experience some kind of prolapse or leaking or things that they thought they were in the clear, but sometimes those things can kind of just come back and get you if you don't take care of them. And so that's why we really advocate for like a slow 
return. Um, it's like coming back from an injury. Like you literally have to switch that mindset. And just like if you had surgery, which I mean, some women who deliver via C-section, you did have the surgery. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you just really need to take that time and re-strengthen um, and almost kind of think of it as a, um, you know, like you're just kind of starting at square one again and you're rebuilding that foundation. It's almost like you're, you're starting slow so you can move fast later. Mm-hmm. And I think we were so pressured to reverse that and I did that. I mean, I think I tried to run again with my daughter. I think I tried to start again about the three week mark and my best friend is a physical therapist. And I remember calling her and being like, my pubic bone is aching so bad. I was like, what is going on? And she's like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> she's like, your, your ligaments are way too lax to be doing that. Like, you're crazy. Nobody told me that. You know, like, even when I saw my doctor at six weeks, it was kind of like this blanket, you're all clear. And that's how I took it. And I so wish they said, you're all clear to kind of start moving again, but no, you're not strong enough to run. Like, I don't care if you were even running marathons before you're not, your body just is not strong enough to do it yet. And again, it's not that you'll, it's the answer is not never. It's just not yet. Mm -hmm. And you just need to take the time to kind of strengthen things up because if you do start running and, and maybe you do feel okay, but an injury, like a true, you know, you sprain your ankle or you have prolapse or something. I mean, that's going to sideline you for a lot longer than if you just take the time in the beginning. So mm-hmm. I, I really wish somebody had told me that too, because I, I mean, and luckily I did have my friend who was kind of like, you're crazy. So that definitely slowed me down. But um, even still, like, I just think there's so many things that I looked back at after I took the course with um, Sarah Duvall, like I had to go back and work on it with my own core um, because I would compensate and I wasn't even aware of it. And so it's things that definitely could have come back to bite me later. And I'm happy now that I have the knowledge um, to work on it now. So, yeah. and I think especially if you're someone who is really active um, during, throughout your pregnancy, some of the exercises that we would give you could seem possibly boring. Mm-hmm. And you're <laughs> totally boring. Really a, a lot of breathing, um, a lot of working on your posture. So it is going to seem slow and you, you are going to want to jump to the next thing, but it's so important that you take the time to do this. Um, like Deanna said, so that you're not having those side effects later down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's such a good point. Like, I like how you talked about, you know, your fitness at nine months pregnant versus at one week postpartum. Like, you don't really think about that, but it does make so much sense that your body just goes through this huge event and it's totally different now. And I know even as you were saying it, like, I'm the type of person that I'm not looking to jump back into exercise for physical looks, but I miss some of the things, the running and the high intensity. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But then, like you said, it's telling yourself, like, but I have to go slow to go fast. Mm -hmm. So what do you typically recommend for moms as far as, like, where could they start in their postpartum while they're waiting for that six-week clearance or beyond whatever it ends up being for them? What are some things that are safe and effective for them to start doing just to start that healing process? Yeah, so the number we kind of have three, I guess, pillars, we'll call them, (laughs) uh, of postpartum healing. 
Number one is going to be your posture. And I know that just sounds so silly. And I remember when I first learned that, I was kind of like one ear, one ear out the other. I was like, what a posture? What does that have to do with anything? And now your body is all connected. And when you are compensating um, in your posture, it will literally impact your the ability for your body to reheal your diastasis or not. Um, so for women who are maybe six months postpartum and still have not healed um, their abdominal separation that's created from pregnancy, it's generally going to boil back down to poor posture, um, the ability to not handle pressure in their core. But if you think about like your core being a canister, if you have some kind of chink or some kind of pressure system that's off, it's going to throw a lot of that pressure down onto your pelvic floor. It's going to put, so think about doing like, for example, a plank immediately postpartum. Think of how much pressure is on those muscles. Like they're, it's just going to pull them further and further apart. So same thing with like crunches. Women are like, Oh, I want to get my abs back. I'm going to do all these crunches. Well, they're making it worse because the, the core isn't strong enough to do it. So it's just separating it more and more and more. Um, so again, keeping that body in that posture where your abdominal muscles are together most of the time is going to help them heal. Um, also breathing is huge. Joy mentioned, um, breathing. And again, your, your pelvic floor, your core, your back and your diaphragm muscle, those all work together in harmony. Well, when you are pregnant, your, the growing baby basically throws off that whole system. So women kind of enter this poor, shallow breathing pattern that um, their pelvic floor is not talking to their diaphragm as it's supposed to. So basically you have to retrain your body how to do that again. So a lot of it, and, and your pelvic floor and your deep abdominal muscles work hand in hand. So as you're retraining those pelvic floor muscles to work with your diaphragm, by default, you're teaching your core to kick, to uh, get back on the party too and, and start working again and start connecting. So we go through a lot of breathing. Um, and then as we're advancing, we're bringing in inner thigh because your adductors really turn on your, your uh, deep core muscles as well. We're strengthening glutes because glutes take the pressure off your pelvic floor. Um, so again, it's kind of a whole body connection, but definitely posture. So think of stretching, um, opening up through that chest, strengthening that back. So many of us moms get stuck in that, you know, we're, oh, we're nursing, we're hunched, we're hunched for all the time, or we're tucking because we're, or, you know, we're trying to support that pelvis that just got pulled out of whack from pregnancy. So we're tucking our bottoms under, making our glutes more and more weak, perpetuating the problem. So it's just kind of getting women to think about that again. Like, how am I standing? How am I holding it myself? Am I putting my body um, in the right alignment to utilize all those muscles to make my glutes, you know, do some work, make my core work? Um, and then we just start progressively overloading. So Again, we'll start out with stretching and with breathing, and then we just kind of very slowly make everything a little harder. Well, great, you got your breathing down. Now let's put a ball between your legs, and you're going to start engaging those adductors as you breathe. Now you've got that. Now we're going to start having you do some bridge lifts, so you're getting your glutes in there too. Now you've got all three of those down. We're going to add a band, and you're going to start working that chest while you're doing it. So it's all about just kind of giving your body little bits at a, at a time. And as, um, you know, especially we notice that nobody's doing any kind of 
core compensations, the muscle that you want working is working. And then we just kind of keep building and, and progressing. And our goal really is to teach women um, how to do that for themselves too. That's actually one thing kind of our, our project right now that we're working on is an eight week course that we're, it's going to basically be an online course where women can, um, follow along at their own pace and learn not only exercises that they can do, but the why behind, like, why am I doing these exercises? And so um, we just really want, again, to meet everybody where they're at. Everybody's journey is going to be a little differently. Some women will be able to like get that core on board so quickly and others, it's going to take a lot longer. Um, And again, it's just kind of going at that own speed and making sure that you're not compensating and that your muscles are handling that load. Yeah. And I think in addition to kind of what Deanna covered, uh, meditation is huge too. Um, one of the things Dr. Sarah Duvall says is a lot of her clients will come in and the, they'll come in, they'll come meet with her and they're so ready to get some exercises to be able to do. And she goes, okay, I'm just going to send you home with some meditation to do. <laughs> um, and that's really because meditation allows you to, again, focus on reconnecting with your breath and 360 breath um, in our not only in our um, pre and postnatal program, you'll hear us talking about it just in general for our regular program, but it's so important. You'll see a lot of times Dana talked about that shallow breathing pattern where people are either going to be chest breathers or belly breathers, um, but really focusing on breathing, not only through your front body, side body and back body. And so focusing on meditation, reconnecting to your body, and then taking what you do in meditation and then finding active meditation when you're actually doing the exercises. So really focusing again on that mind body connection. Are you feeling it in, you know, where are you feeling that connection in the right spot? Is it more into your low back? Are you feeling it in your transverse abdominals or are you feeling it in, you know, your shoulders and things like that? We want to make sure that you're in tune with that. And then also walking, just making sure that you're walking moving, right? I think that's huge. Um, so often, um, I think we take walking for granted, and I think it's great to just get out and move your body um, throughout the day. Yeah, one thing I was just going to piggyback on, too, when you were talking about, um, you know, again, as women do get stronger, and they do get back into, like, lifting weights and, and doing all that stuff. One Again, one reason, going back to, like, the breathing and why that's so important is because, you know, as we lift weights, it's so common to bear down to generate pressure. I mean, how many weightlifters out there, especially lifting the, the really heavy stuff, like you can see it, you can see them bearing down. Well, as women, like bearing, bearing down, it follows the path of least resistance. And for a mom who's had a baby, that is often her pelvic floor. And when you bear down on your pelvic floor, you are really setting yourself up for prolapse. And so for those who don't know what prolapse is, that's when you're, you know, think of your pelvic floor as a hammock and it's basically your organs are kind of putting too much pressure on that ha- on that hammock. So, you know, it could get to the point where maybe it's just like a little bulge that you feel inside, but I mean, it could get to the point where it's completely outside of your body too. So it's definitely not something you want to deal with. I feel like it's probably under communicated. I did your doctor ever talk yeah. about prolapse? Never. I, I mean, didn't need it. Uh, definitely diastasis, but never. I mean, I didn't really hear know anything about prolapse until I did the course. Yeah. And I, mine did not like yeah. mine didn't mention it at all. I learned about it on my own. Um, in our course, we learned about it a ton. I think women often don't even know they have it because some of the symptoms might just be like heaviness or, you know, things that you're yeah. just kind of like, well, I had a baby, you know, or how many moms like, 
will be sitting at the park joking like, oh, I sneezed and I leaked. And they're like, ha ha, I'm a mom. Well, that just happens. And we're like, no, <laughs> like you don't have to live that way. Like no. you absolutely do not have to live that way. That is common. That is not normal. And there's a difference. Yeah. And I think so many times moms just kind of get in this like, they're the sacrificial lamb and I'm a mom and I just, that happens and I just have to deal with it. And I just feel like we're so passionate about sharing that message. Like, no, you do not have to live that way. And there's things that um, you can do at home. And if you feel like you're frustrated and you don't get it at home, find a pelvic floor PT. There are so many great ones out there um, that can just do one nerves for you and some people only need one visit to kind of figure out exactly what it is maybe even it's like an internal tight muscle that needs some manual release work or maybe it's just as simple as again learning to breathe right um, but there's definitely things people can do and I think that's um, the message we're just so passionate about spreading is that you can you can have your cake and eat it too you can be a mom and you can be fit and you cannot have to deal with some of the things that I feel like are just thrown at moms that know that's just part of your journey. Mm -hmm. And we just want to say, no, it, yeah. it does not have to be. <laughs> you can come back stronger, mm -hmm. um, stronger than ever after having a baby. It just takes time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love, and I love how you guys describe, like, here's what's happening in your body and here's how everything is working together. I think we don't realize how many yeah. things are affecting the other. I know totally. I went and saw a pelvic floor therapist um, mm -hmm. for the first, or for a couple of months during the second trimester. And that was just such a cool experience because even as somebody that is into fitness and I'm educated, yeah. pelvic floor muscles were totally new to me and I needed yeah. to see it on an ultrasound where they were like, no, look, that's your pelvic floor muscle. Here's yeah. it moving and here's what you need it to do. That's and awesome. it's yeah, just, really cool. you know, I think that it's it's just this this unknown territory for so many women that, you know, I think I'm doing my totally. Kegels. I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But, yes. you know, I think if, if you have the capacity, like you said, to go see a pelvic floor therapist, it's such a great experience. And I know for me, like postpartum, I'm definitely going to go back because I still feel like there's so much that I don't know because yeah. yes, yeah. I'm a certified personal trainer, but this pre and post needle field is a uh -huh. whole different ball game. Yeah, absolutely. It's very different. Yeah. And I agree. It's, it's crazy too. even, you know, in the course we took and the work we've done and, you know, going back to your, like the whole body is connected. There's even exercises we learned and we know that are for your foot that have to do with how that goes up the chain yeah. and affects your pelvic floor or maybe even your shoulder. <laughs> so it's just like, I mean, just like your mind, I feel like can be blown with some of this stuff on how it is just all connected and how it all goes together. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's crazy. Now, so for you guys um, that you said that you're moms as well, did you find that you were able to implement some of these things in your journeys or were you maybe not aware of some of these things when you went through your pregnancies? What did that look like for you guys? So I think um, definitely to some extent I was aware of some things. I knew like Deanna had mentioned and had said like, did your doctor ever talk to you about prolapse? That was one thing I didn't know about. Diastasis, yes. Knowing to not do crunches, yes. <laughs> so I knew, I knew some things and actually even through my bar background I knew about some things as well just because um, that's something that we talked about, I talk about a lot. Um, and then also through, you know, 
going through and getting um, becoming a personal trainer, you learn a little bit about it. But I would say that no, a lot of it I didn't learn until after doing this course, and I was like, whoa, there's a lot of things I would have changed, and a lot of things that I would have held off on doing, and I would have gone a lot slower and just listened to my body. I think that um, being someone who has, you know pre-baby I was so active like you said I was so eager all I wanted to do was, was go on a run all I wanted to do was you know just have that time for myself because for me exercising exercising um is a really a big mental game it's time for me to just have time to myself and um it's really about active meditation for me and so I just wanted to get back there and I think now looking back is if I if I was the client teaching myself. I was like, Joy, you just got to slow down a little bit. I know that you want to, you know, go hundred miles an hour right now, but you just need to slow down and you will get there and you will get there and be even stronger. And so even after like Deanna, I think had said this earlier after doing the course, there's things now that I do at home to make sure that I'm still, cause I, you know, my daughter, my youngest daughter is 15 months. So I'm still fairly close. You know, I'm, only 15 months postpartum. And so, um, there's things that, so I'm not yet stronger to do. And so I'm still working and gaining that strength and focusing on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, as far as, um, as far as when I was pregnant, I feel like I, I, again, I have read so much. And so I felt pretty confident that I was doing the right stuff with pregnancy fitness. Like I definitely, you know, listened to my body if it, hey, if it hurt, I didn't do it. However, I still definitely did most of the stuff kind of like what Joy was saying. Like, and I was pretty fit then. I feel like I did most of the stuff I normally did maybe just with some modifications. And then definitely as you know, you get to the point of the end and you know, things don't feel right. I slowed way down. Um, you know, maybe I would do instead of running, I would do the elliptical machine to kind of take all the pressure off and, and things like that. So I feel like in pregnancy, I, um, I did pretty well where I definitely did not do all well was postpartum. Like I said, with my, like going on a run, I just didn't know. And like, kind of like what you were saying with pelvic floor and even like the book I read, I feel like after after pregnancy, it was all about the core. Yeah. It had nothing really to do with pelvic floor. I think they talked about kegels. And it's funny that you mentioned that because again, I think now we know like kegels are great for some and they can actually be worse for others. A lot of women have a tight pelvic floor. And so kegels can make your pelvic floor tightness even worse. So some people need to work on the let go part. Um, and so, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to get back. And, you know, I, I think I'm very lucky that I don't have more issues. I think definitely as I went through the course myself, I definitely had things I needed to work on. I was a, um, I was what, what we would call an upper ab gripper. So, it, you know, I feel like so many of us were, were told to like draw our belly button in. And now we know that's like, that actually prevents a deep breath. So I had to do a ton of work to get out of that habit. And that was actually creating for me a lower belly pooch and I was getting very frustrated because I felt like I had this good tone in my abdominals why do I still have this kind of poochy lower belly and then when I learned that I was like oh like it's because I'm like way externally oblique dominant and they're doing all this work and lower abs are like checking out for the day so you know again it's like kind of everything in balance I had to learn to kind of shut off the muscles that are too strong and turn on the ones that are 
or week. And um, yeah, I would have kind of like joy. I wish somebody was there just to say like, slow down. It's okay. It is okay to take some time to heal. It is okay to be heavier yeah. right now. Um, it's okay to, you know, not feel sexy in a bikini this year. Like that's okay. You know, and, and that does not mean for the rest of your life. Um, and I think I was just in such a rush for me. It was more the weight aspect. It was like, I want to just lose this weight. And actually looking back what I know now, I think I probably, like I, I did, I lost the weight, but I think I probably would have had a better experience had I slowed down because um, I was like trying to cut calories and I was trying to like do all this heavy cardio. And I think I probably threw my body into a slower metabolism. We actually had a client we were working with uh, and she was super active mom and just in good shape. And we actually, what did we up her calories by? We upped her calories by like four, 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 we upped her calories by 400. And I, that's what, I mean, and Dan and I were talking about this yesterday is that a lot of times we're under eating as moms. Totally especially, <laughs> And I think I was guilty of that too, especially if we're breastfeeding. Ugh, yeah. You have to, you actually should be eating more postpartum than you are prenatal. So I think a lot of times too, we think, Oh, we're pregnant. We need to be eating and feeding our, that baby. Actually, no, it's the opposite. When you, after you have your baby is when you need to focus on eating more. Um, and, um, drinking water too. Deanna, I, I thought of this cause Deanna has a water bottle that lights up reminding her to drink. So <laughs> <laughs> drinking enough water too, I think is huge. So big. And, um, I think for a, the first couple of weeks, I was always focusing on drinking enough water. My husband's so helpful. He'd always fill up my hospital water bottle that I'd get. And he'd be like, okay, doctor said you need to drink water. But then after I had him, is constantly reminding me to drink water. I noticed that I wasn't drinking enough water too. And so just making sure that you're getting that adequate nutrition and drinking enough water is really going to help you a lot too. Yeah, I think kind of going back again to um, – our client who we upped, like how much did she lose after we upped her? Yeah, she, I mean, I think that next, it was like eight pounds. Yeah, she lost it. <laughs> yeah, it was really, we really upped her calories, 400 calories, or 400, yeah. and, and her protein. We way we, upped her, mm -hmm. way upped her protein. Yeah, and she started dropping weight. So I think, and that is not uncommon. Like, yeah. as Joy said, like, we see that a lot. Like, I feel like most of our clients don't eat enough protein. That's the biggest thing we see. And I'm always, there's actually my really good friend who's the physical therapist. I'm working on a nutrition plan for her right now. And I was teasing her. I'm like, get ready for like a protein extravaganza. I was like, it's just, we do like, we just under eat and we think it's all about slashing calories, slashing calories. And sometimes our metabolism is just going to come to a screeching halt if we're not feeding it. And that is even more exaggerated postpartum. Yeah. So I just think, again, going back to that, just take care of yourself. Just, you know, sleep when you can, um, get those calories in, get that healthy food in. Do not worry about slashing your calories or it should be about nourishing your body, mm -hmm. you know, you know, eating healthy food, eating nutrient dense food, um, getting your protein in, stretching, breathing, meditating, and it really will take care of itself yeah. you know, it really well. And you will start to feel good and you will be able to start getting where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So, and I think the uh, cool thing
something Tijiana talked a little bit about protein deficiency. One thing that we've had a huge passion on lately is just plant-based protein. Um, so that's something that I think too, just, you know, if you do not eat meat, um, that doesn't mean that you can't hit your protein goals. And I think that's huge. Actually, the mom who Deanna was talking about, who lost about like eight pounds, eight, eight pounds, um, she's predominantly plant-based protein. Um, and so she saw a huge difference um, by upping her calories and upping her protein, which was really cool. And also strength, focusing on strength training too. Yeah. Yeah, like all the opposite things that moms think they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, um, I think that definitely we've always thought that cardio, because it makes, you know, it provides a really good sweat. And a lot of times it's like, you know, I was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago and she's like, I just love cardio because I just feel almost like depleted afterwards. And I was like, let's say that again out loud. Like, do you want to feel depleted after a workout or do you want to feel strong after a workout? And so we need to really focus and kind of change our mindset that yes, cardio is great. I, you know, I still love to do cardio. Deanna still loves to do cardio, but it's so important that we're focusing on that strength training aspect because that's where you're really going to be able to grow and strengthen your body and really keep, um, uh, just, expanding from there so yeah yeah it when you guys were talking about all that it reminded me of I had a guest on the podcast a few weeks ago and she talked about you know in pregnancy we often are thinking about the baby because they're a part of us at that point so we know we're supposed to be getting movement and we know we're supposed to be eating enough food and we focus on our nutrients but then once the baby comes out and we're postpartum we're so much harder on ourselves and yeah. we think, well, I got to drop the weight right away and whatever it takes, it doesn't matter anymore because it's, it's just me, you know? Yeah. And it's, like you said, just taking the time to actually truly heal your body properly is going to be so much more beneficial in the long run. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think even we did a... I think we did it in IGTV about like losing your butt. I think like how many women are like, I got pregnant and my butt went away. And it's so funny because it's, it's often true because of a muscle loss and especially a postpartum muscle loss. I mean, your postpartum period, you are so set up to lose muscle um, because you, and especially when you're not eating enough and you're not getting enough, oops, sorry, (laughs) you're not getting enough protein. Um, and then you are trying to focus on losing weight and then you're breastfeeding and you're burning all this calories. Your glute is a nice big muscle that is fair for picking. (laughs) So your body's going to go after that puppy. And, uh, and then especially when it's kind of tucked under, it's supporting your, your poor pelvis that needs some love. And so it just gets weaker and weaker and weaker. And again, that kind of goes back to like, take if you were taking the time to eat and get that protein and give your body that love you wouldn't be causing such a deficit that you might cause so really i think the things that we're told that society is telling us to do if we do them it puts us in worse shape you know it just it really sets us up to have a harder time versus if we did just be okay with that extra weight for a few months and who's to even say i mean that some people have, are genetically blessed and, and they do lose the weight right right away we don't like those people but, they <laughs> but you know for the rest of us that have to work a little harder it is it's just kind of being okay with with that because your body is gonna it's gonna use those calories it really is and then some moms they 
don't lose until they stop nursing and there might not be anything metabolically you can do about it. You know, it's just some women, that is just how they're wired. That prolactin hormone slows down that metabolism to ensure that baby is getting enough calories and there's nothing you can do about it. And you just, you gotta be okay with it and just trust that it, it will be okay again. Like it will happen for you. But like, if you're doing the things you're taking care of yourself, you're leading with self care and health like the, the pieces will fall into place. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. And well, and even on top of all of that, like sure, you're not going to see the physical effects right away, but by fueling your body with all of those things, you are going to feel better a lot more quickly in a time that you're already more vulnerable. Just the nutrition aspect of it's going to make such a huge difference in how you feel week by week postpartum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even one of um, her clients this week, I was talking to her, and she's she uh, started on Monday, and I want to say it was like Wednesday. She called me, and she's like, Joy, I already feel better. I just feel different. I feel better. Um, and we love to hear that because it really, it, it's not going to take you long. I mean, maybe not everybody, they're going to you know feel different within three days, but um, it's not going to take you long for you to just start feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we start to wrap up, why don't you guys share um, where to find you guys, best place to reach out to you. And then also, I know you said you're starting to develop a program. So wherever people can kind of stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on our Instagram page. Our handle is Sculpt Daily. We make it a huge priority to respond to any message and anyone um, that reaches out to us. So honestly, if listeners have questions, you just want to bounce something off us, we are more than happy to answer. You do not have to be um, one of our clients to you know get some advice. We are we are happy to help. Our passion is helping. Um, we have a website, which is um, sculptdaily.com, and you can find um, info on our on working with us or our programs that are coming up. And I actually do have a um, kind of like an email list that you can sign up for. We have the core, the, uh, the core and the pelvic floor program on there. And um, if that's something you're interested in, you can sign up and um, get on our wait list so that we, we will let you know as soon as, as soon as we release it. We're really hoping in the next month or so uh, to get that out. I need to get my, uh, my kids back in school here and <laughs> a little more time to, to um, finish this off, but we're getting pretty close yeah. to being able to, finish filming off all our videos here so yeah well thank you guys so much for coming on I feel like even just personally this was such a helpful conversation so I know listeners will find it very helpful as well thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the health without limits podcast you guys know that I appreciate your support more than anything and really love having this outlet to just share my voice too Don't forget to reach out to me on social media so that we can connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those will be in the notes section of this episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one.